you know, in response to all of this. But not even just to hear what he says, but like what plan of action. Yeah. And how he's going to say that. I mean, it's definitely has to be a, a different plan of action than kind of what's been going on now. Um, <laughs> I don't think what's going on now is that they don't, well, the city hasn't really addressed, no. I guess, some of the racism. No. At they, least they in my eyes. It's not there. Right. I, I don't want to get this too far up, you know? Like, yeah. uh, well, um, all this is, so I decided to do a whole new format. Like, it just okay. came to me this, uh, like this morning. Oh. Um, so usually, yeah. I do the podcast episodes, like, week by week. And I was like, that's a lot of work. I wasn't getting it done in time. I felt that I was more hesitant on getting them done out in a weekly fashion and trying to be consistent. So, okay. It came to me and dawned on me, like, hey, what if I just, like, dropped them all? You know? Like, get a whole batch of them, just drop them at a different point. So, uh, we're still going to have the same episodes, but, you know, everything, I think it's, I think it'll be cool to go back and listen to each episode as a time capsule, you know? Okay. Um, so, I just want to say you can be your most honest self on here. Okay. Um, there's no other kind of ulterior motive other than the fact that, like, um creatives just need a space to be creative you know and i think that sometimes it's getting out some of those things that are in their chests uh, that they maybe couldn't say uh because they felt yeah. it was out of text and stuff like that and these are okay. just those conversations you know in between you know your self-care and your work so what is our topic um it's really just you you know um okay i I found years back that, like, when I started these podcasts, I, I just wanted to, you know, talk with certain people. I love Milwaukee. Everyone knows that. But I just wanted to talk with, like, certain people and, like, certain makers of Milwaukee. Okay. And whenever I find someone that's pretty dope, I'm like, yeah, you know, like, n no one may listen to this. But I'm like, at least, like, there's this recorded conversation about them and their passion. And I don't know if it's you know, it's not my duty, but I'm like, well, you know, if I like the things, I like the things. Right. And I want everyone else to like it, you know? Right. They don't have to, but at least it just kind of puts it out there. But most of, most of the people are my friends, too, or people I really have, like, great acquaintanceship with where, like you, they take their time, and they listen to me ramble and basically <laughs> pump them up, you know, for half of the time. I'm trying not to, uh, I listen back to them, and I, I can get narcissistic and a little self-centered, so I'm trying Ooh. not to do this episode. Well, I mean, it's a soapbox, you know? I'm, I made this soapbox. I, I should talk on it, but it's not about me. It's about it's about you. Um, so the first thing I usually do is, well, yeah, this is the first thing I usually do is uh, find everything I need. Um <laughs> Um, but the first thing I usually do is I actually do a little bit of karaoke. Oh. Um, so I was trying to think of one to do that was mm -hmm. that's pretty good, but I, I couldn't find one. But I think I can do this one. Oh. This is riveting radio here. <laughs> I've not used Skype in I don't know how long, so 
he's got to guide me on what to do so that I'm on here right. Oh, uh, oh Jesus. I'm knocking over cups now. Uh, I'll record everything on my end. Uh, oh, okay. I, I guess I'm going to do uh, Mask Off. Um, so I'll do Kendrick verse, obviously. Uh, okay. I got a halo. I level up every time I got a Shooter on payroll, looking like Pontro, looking like Pedro. Money team from Tarzan, 10 dividends, gonna grow when I say grow. Kung Fu Kenny with the Midas touch. Ain't no penny that I don't touch. All my enemies bite on Dutch. Ain't no talk when it's fatal. Having heart, I can't tell. Half a heart, you need help. I might fall in Rodeo. I might ball in Australia. Mm. I might call it for rail. Mm. All the apps going well. Wind blows to the wind blows, and I snuck into the vent close. She copied like tempo. No, we simple. Platinum, platinum, platinum. Gotta look at yourself and ask what happened. How y'all let a continent go commercial while we make the conscious album? How y'all let the braids on TV? How y'all let the hood at the table? Now that y'all don't even know how to write it. Niggas looking like I'm a creative player. Everybody who doesn't pay the set, gotta face up down and pace your debt. Mm-hmm. Pay your debts, gotta lay up now. Make the threads, gotta say something now. Don't hold your breath. I mean, I'm floating. Got the sauce, got the potion. Got I got them all in convulsions and emotion. I put the careers in the negotiations and put the body in the ocean. I made an oat when the nigga told me to go in. Then he died on the cold bench. All my old friends living life on the slow end. Got, a, got the shit rolling. It's deep. I don't fuck so much. I can't sleep. I don't fuck so much. I'm retired. I'm about to live my life through day free. She said she broke down when Prince died. Bitch, my head down. Prince did it through me. Get your ass up and get inspired. You know how many bodies in the street. Take the mask off so you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is why I planned beforehand, because I'm like, that was a long verse. (laughs) It was a long verse. Jesus. (laughs) But you held it. You held it. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus, though, I could have picked something shorter, you know? I'm sitting here looking like, let me find the words. Let me follow along. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So we're back again. Um, installment two, version two, part two of the series, uh, the ripples. Uh, we finally got. We finally got live with it. Uh, I am here with. Uh, I would say uh, the the mixer of the vital elixir, uh, Miss Alicia Miller of Soul Brew Kombucha. Miss Alicia, hey. how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, we we bumped into each other uh, randomly at an event, uh, and uh, she uh, she she sold me on this kombucha. Um, of course, uh, me loving anything black owned. Of course, I was going to try some, and it just just it just so happened that. You know, she just became my, my dealer of choice at that point for <laughs> kombucha related. Yeah. I um, love that. I love how, yeah, I love how that sounds. I've never been a dealer, but this would definitely be what I would want to deal. This is dope. Listen, if if anything, you know, if it's good, they get hooked. We all that, deal, right? I love it. Let me be your dealer. I'm, that's a tagline. I'm telling <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um. I don't know why I did that like a radio entry. I don't even do anything like that. Well, this is just literally just a conversation between me and you. I yeah. I think it sounded good. That was pretty good. Um, I think it was great. So the first thing that we do, uh, I started this from some of the other podcasts, which is I, I, I'm big into mental health, self-care. Yes. Um, 
so we always go with a how are you doing and feeling at this present moment in time. So it's a time for you to be honest, cool. um, speak some things out of the universe to, you know, make both of us feel vulnerable. And then we can, uh, I guess, start. Let's go. All right. So, yeah. How are you feeling? You know, I am somewhere in between perplexed and excited. And I, and I know it sounds weird because I'm perplexed because I don't know what's happening in the world right now. Like, you know, every day we hear something new, whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, race relations, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, I'm excited because I think I found my or put my foot in a situation that I, I is going to take off. So I'm trying to use the, in, the good energy um so that I can stay in a positive place and it's hard it's super hard you know I'm a, I'm a mom and a business owner and I'm and a sister and a daughter and and we ha- I have so many responsibilities but um trying to make sure that I am taking care of myself has become my first priority because I've realized that I can't give from an empty cup um and a lot of times you know people will deplete you and the world will deplete you, the news will deplete you, and you still have to give. But <clears throat> I, I've, I've consciously taken on this idea of, I have to put myself first. And it's not even being selfish. So again, I'm perplexed and excited because I'm taking care of me and I'm in a world of the unknown. How you feeling? Oh, yeah. <coughs> um. <laughs> That water just ugh, we got you. Um, I don't know. Um, I would say I'm in a place of uncertainty as well. Um, just mm. a place of ambiguity. Um, with like events happening with the shooting at Mayfair, um, it just lets me know that like when everybody around me got a gun, you know, that's when I know like yeah, it's either get one or or get out because Milwaukee is a trap, you know, like. It's not like owning a gun solves everything because then I have the pro- then I have the problems of gun ownership, which are more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But like those are things I still have to kind of think of and be aware of on top of everything else that are you know that you know. And the only way I can see that is to change my environment because I can't you know like I've already kind of lived like that. But I'm like, why live like that in this kind of day and age if you if you don't really have to. If it just means like kind of evolving, you know, I always talk about being a cocoon and stuff like that. And when people get complacent, they never see how how they live in and how comfortable they live in. That's the groove, you know, you you comfortable. That's the groove. That's the couch. You know, you fall through like that. Um, and I'm not trying to fall through. I'm trying to like once things start to feel uncomfortable, that's when you know you got to move because that's the only mm-hmm. way you can grow. That's you right. You know, I always talk about like feeling a little sad for not like leaving, you know, the first time I could from college and kind of choosing the nest home. Mm. But it, you know, it took me some time and I finally like was able to, you know, set a plan. I'm I'm at that plan. I'm at a better place now to kind of move, you know. I think that more times than not, our environments are not saying that we shouldn't be there, but it's preparing us for the next step, you know? So I think mm. Milwaukee has prepared me and it, it hurts for me to have to leave Milwaukee in this time of hurt, you know? It really hurts me 
because I'm a person that really, like, if anyone knows me, they know how much I talk about it. So for me to be at, like, oh, yeah, I, I think I got to bounce for my personal safety, you know, type shit. Mm. You know, that kind of hurts. But, you know, it's a bigger and better thing. It's, you know, let's hope so. Let's, let's hope, hope so. You know. Man, whew, that was a you little know, deep. It, it, that was deep, but, you know, I have these conversations with friends who live across the country. And, you know, we have these lists, of course, would be like the worst place to live. And Milwaukee's always on that list, right? And I, you know, it's hard to, be, it's hard to believe, even though I'm in it, because they'll be like, it's just as bad here. It's just how the, the media is spent, spun. Like, they're just not spinning it the same way. And I'm like, yeah, but numbers don't lie, you know? So understanding we're in a place that the world views as a horrible place for black people to live. But at the same time, like I was saying before, making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Like it's hard, it's, it's easy for us to say, Oh, I should have, could have, would have, but there is a reason for it. And I feel like it's always plan. It's a plan. Maybe it's not your plan, but it's in God's plan for you to be in a space that you're in, whether it's before that season or for another season, there was something that needed to grow and something that needed to happen and something you needed to learn while in that space. So I think it's important for you to, you know, don't look down on it. And I say that to you as I say it to myself, because I often go through that same mind space where it's just like, dude, I lived in Atlanta. Music was popping there. You know, Black society was what it was. I'm a Spelman woman. You know, my, my network was great, but family was here. So Oh, I should have never came back. But there's so much that I've gained. And I and I feel like as a whole person, there's so much that makes me me. There's nothing like the Midwest. There's nothing like um, you know, the I think I think us from the Midwest, we have a heart. Like we have a, a whole different type of heart that people get to see outside of our walls. And they can identify when when we say we're from the Midwest, they'll be like, oh, okay, I see that. So I think it's something we we have to embrace. And and try to find the good in it, even in the bullshit. Like, and it's hard. I know it's hard. Super super hard. I mean, it takes. I think it takes planning and cultivating. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it takes gardens. I think that's why, like, Milwaukee mm. has had this sense of like gardening because I've always had a sense of like peace, um, closeness, and just like presence. I would say. Um, or state of mind that understanding my place in the world, you know, as we see it and understanding mm-hmm. how I can cover mark. And sometimes I, I'm, I feel like I'm an empath if I really kind of mm. think about that stuff, because I do take in a lot of things and I do take things personal that other people won't take personal, you know? Gotcha. And I feel like, but I also won't put energy into, into other things. I kind of choose my battles, you know? Um, but when it comes down to garden, and I, that's where I kind of felt, you know, that urge to give back and like start when I was like 20. It's like I started like literally just thinking, like, how do I like give back to this community? Let me start gardening. Um, you know, Walnut Way, obviously, you know all about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, being what it is and like me having some of those connections, like when it was like in its like baby stages and seeing okay. it grow and like or the shindig and all that other stuff that came with it. And like, even like Sherman Phoenix kind of coming about it. um, It really taught me that like, that, you know, um, 
I, when you grow something and when you taste something local, like I want to spend my dollars on my block because it makes sense. Mm. And I think that like when we ran into each other at Tandem, that it was just the universe telling me like, hey, you drinking too much soda or whatever. Like, yo, like you talking about like local, here's something local. Are you going to buy it? Like, and I bought it by the caseload. After that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so talk a little bit more about that, about soul brew kombucha, you know. Well, so Soul Brew Kombucha is, it was my love gift. And, and I always say love gift, but it was like my, my, my love gift slash my health give back in a time where mentally I was in a, a and I'll just say fucked up space. You know, I, um, I was comfortably uncomfortable at my job as an educator. And, and I'll be very frank about it. As an educator within the school system, you know, um, publicly for seven years. And then, you know, I taught as well privately. I, I teach music. But I was so uncomfortable. I felt like a caged bird. And I stopped taking care of myself. I realized that all of the dreams and aspirations that I had had, I let them go to the wayside. And I continued to pour into others. And I found out that I was pre-diabetic. And I found out that I was um, killing my vocal cords as a vocalist. Because that's where my heart was. And that's all I know is music. Um, and um, it was crazy because social media, as much as a lot of us say, oh, I hate social media. It changed. It changed my life. Because I had been reading about kombucha. I talked to my sister whose boyfriend at the time was brewing kombucha and all she kept talking about was, oh my God, it stinks so bad. Oh my God, it tastes so horrible. Like it's like vinegar, like, oh, it's so gross. She's like, but Felicia, it's so good for you. And I'm like, uh, the way you describe that, I'm good. Like, I don't want any of that. And so this girl was online and she was talking about she had some SCOBY. And I'm like, SCOBY, SCOBY, SCOBY. I just read about some SCOBYs um, when I was trying to find an alternative to the medicines that my doctor gave me. Cause I had to walk out of that doctor's office that day with uh, three prescriptions. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this. So if it comes down to me having to take this stuff every day, I'm going to be back up in here. Cause I'm not going to do it. And I got the SCOBY started brewing, started drinking. And I am no, I'm not shy in the kitchen at all. Started making up these flavors that I enjoyed giving it to my family and giving it to my friends and then the testimony started coming in. Like for me, my energy level was just like out of the roof. Like coming from a space where I literally would get up in the morning, 6.30, go to school. I'd work all day, come home. I had, you know, a 12 year old at the time, being a mom, correcting papers, getting programs together, doing all the stuff that teachers do outside of the school walls you're exhausted. Like I had no personal life, nothing. And so like my energy level started to shoot. And then on top of that, I'm watching how, um, I I'm starting to detox. So I'm, I'm dropping weight and I'm watching how, if I make a mistake and have something that is going to go against, uh, what I should be doing and my acid reflux starts acting up, I can drink this drink and within 20 minutes, I'm good. So it was crazy. My family, um, I had cousins and uncles like, hey, like, I know you don't want to hear this, but 
my man, my man could go strong. I, I think it's that drink. And I'm like, yeah, that it's the drink because of all of the wonderful benefits, you know, circulation, helping with the balancing of your pH, helping with the numbers for your uh, for diabetes, um, high blood pressure. And, you know, the health starts in the gut. And a lot of people don't take that serious, but you know, we, we grew up hearing you are what you eat and it's so true. We eat so much bull and then we expect to be healthy. And it's like, oh, but I work out every day. It's like, nah, but if you still not putting good stuff in you, like it's not, it, it's not paying off. So longer story short, I decided on February 14th, 2019, that this drink needed to be shared. And when I was sitting there, I was like, what can this name be? And I was like, what's the first thing you think when you drink this? And I, the first thing I said was, hmm. So I did a search and I saw that there was a hmm kombucha. I'm like, okay, they were on the same page as me. And then the next thing I just, I was sitting there, I was just like, it just feels good to my soul. Like this, this brew is like so good to my soul. And that's how Soul Brew was, was born. Um, my, my, the mission for it is just to create culture for better health. And that's a play on words because as a black woman in Milwaukee, nobody really, no one really knew within my community what kombucha was. And there's a small group of individuals, you know, and so, so like even now, many people are like, oh, you sell kombucha. So whose brand is it? Like they don't understand. No, I'm, I'm actually stirring, I'm in the kitchen stirring it up, you know, and, and trying to make sure that you enjoy it. And make sure that you're not saying the same thing that I was saying, like, oh, it stinks or it's, it's tastes like vinegar or I just want to help other people. And this is, you know, me trying to give from a, a cup that I'm filling back up because I was so depleted before this. It's like I want to share this with other people. So mental health is important. It helps with that. You know, you you look good, you feel better, like all of these different angles for this one beverage or this one elixir. and I just got to the place where it was just like, I needed to share it. And so now I'm on that journey of trying to, you know, bring not just my people, but just period, like get people on the bandwagon. And for those that already drink it, it's like, hey, mine is better than the ones that you've been drinking. So just come on over here and drink, drink with me, you know, sip well with me instead of, you know, the ones that you're already drinking. So it has been a journey. First African-American in Milwaukee, um, woman, person of color that is really trying to bust into this type of space, whether it's brewing space or this wellness beverage space and give the community something that is going to be beneficial. Um, that has been my goal. Uh, I, I learned every day that everything that I want it to be, it may not be, it continues to create its own platform and I'm appreciative to it. It has its own life, it's living. And I, I always tell people it's my baby and I'm here just to watch it grow. Um, I, I've been very fortunate in the midst of it. I was glad to, you know, meeting people like you who want to make a change in their life. You know, th those are the things that make this easy for me because I feel like I'm, I'm adding to your life. And then, you know, I meet amazing people along the way. I'm able to track their journey. And, and I've, I've created this little family of individuals um, that continue to uplift me while I'm helping to uplift them as well. So yeah, that's Soul Brew. It, it, we are in our infancy stage. I've been fortunate to be added to the accelerated program with 
food and fitness. I mean, uh, yeah, food and fitness, food and business. Excuse me, I keep saying fitness. Food and business accelerator. And they're holding my hand, helping me to grow this baby. So within the next nine months, you know, we're we're going to be able to birth something even bigger. So I'm looking for a space so that we can produce. Uh, I love it to be a co-packing space because there's other beverages out here that, you know, people need spaces to 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 get their stuff on the shelves. I've been fortunate to get on the shelves, and we're in Willie Street in Madison, and a lot of mom and pops were. And that's what I wanted to start with. COVID's been kicking everybody's ass. It's been kicking my ass too, but fortunate. And I know that I have something here. I need to share it. So, yeah. I tried to make the story short, but it really didn't get that short. <laughs> uh, I mean, I loved all of it. Um, uh, the last part just, I mean, the whole thing hit. The last part hit different because I was actually trying to build a building. Like, uh, trying to buy land and stuff like that. Yeah. And when I was telling, like, another owner in the area, I was trying to do it, like, another business owner, um, he was like, well, do you know anyone else? Because my idea was to buy a building and then basically get, get it renovated because I, I need an art studio. My, yeah. my, my place doesn't work for it. And I'm like, the idea is that, like, after me, someone else would pay for the lease and then they could use that space, you know? Mm-hmm as their like art studio present uh, presentation thing. And he was like, well, that's not a viable business. You need a business in there. And I, and I immediately thought of you and I was like, well, I do know a lady that does like make her own kombucha and stuff like that. I don't know if she has space. I think she has a space, but like, I think that'll be perfect. There. Later we will definitely about that. talk about that. I feel that like is- that'll be perfect because then you get a whole building um, to like literally do your business out of, yeah. and I'm just literally asking for whatever. You know what? This is raw recorded. We got this. We got this. Um, mm. Yeah, man. Great minds, right? And yes. I was drinking the kombucha at that time too, as well. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I yes. remembered it because, like, I don't know. I understand that people are trying to be well, but there's a way to like help somebody out um, in an idea versus just immediately kill it. You know. Yeah. And whatever. Um, Another question that kind of pops into my mind is, especially thinking about that, is like, obviously, kombucha. You know, not a lot of people know about it, like, you know, unless you know about it. Um, So, understandably, barriers. What would you say was the most unexpected barrier, especially with Black people in kombucha, you know? You know... It, it bounces back to the flavor, you know, and, 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 and marketing, I think, has been the thing for me because I am now entering into a territory where I have to educate. Although that is my territory, but now I am educating on a brand and a product that has been around for centuries um, and that no one knows about. On top of that, I am trying to, I, I initially sought out to do this in communities where they weren't necessarily looking to be more healthy. I think I was trying to force feed it. Um, so that has been the barrier as well. Um, I've been very fortunate because I, and I'll, I'll call them our allies. I've never had issues with our allies. And 
they see the vision. And so they've been very helpful in trying to, you know, help me pursue all of these endeavors. But at the same time, within our community, it's, there's so many different things that I have to fight against. Um, Jealousy, which I hate. And I, and, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm saying, Ooh, everybody wants to be me. No, but you, you know, you can feel those things where people, people will, here's the best way I can say it. You know, when you put up a picture on Facebook, you can put it in your story and you can see all the views that you got, right? Um, you might get three likes, but you saw that 8,000 and I'm over exaggerating. They're like, oh, I heard you got that little that, and, and listen to my words very carefully. I heard you got that little tea company, right? Or you make juice or something, right? You know, oh, oh, well, I drink over here, but oh, keep it up, keep it up. And it's just like, you haven't even tried the experience. Like, you really don't even know what it is. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help you. So meeting people where they are, me understanding that I can't pull everybody and me also now understanding that um, I'm in a place where right now, because of the movements that are going on, Black Lives Matter and all these race relation issues, I'm going to get help from other people. And, you know, and I have to be okay with that. I wish our people would jump on the bandwagon and just realize um that there's something in this. Uh, I, I laugh sometimes too because I'll see posts like, don't buy, and it's not my tea, they're talking about other types of teas, but don't buy tea from somebody and they still got a gut. And I laugh because I'm like, in other communities, they don't give a damn. They'll be 8,000 pounds and they're selling this and they're saying that it works and they'll buy it because they don't know what that person's struggle is. They don't know what that person's you know life is. So it's just all of the stuff you have to fight against just to just to open a door for understanding. And now, you know, COVID has kind of killed it, too, because whereas before I could go into the bars and meet people there and get them to taste this. Now I'm, I'm in a space where I can't get anybody to taste my kombucha. You know, you can't do demos anymore. So there's there's been so much. Um, so, so, so much. And, and, and even when you think that certain communities and areas are moving towards the health and wellness pool, they have their own idea for what that could be. So there's a lot of different barriers, I feel like. Those are probably the, the ones that I see daily and probably frustrate me the most. And I have to, I have to get over those things. Yeah. I mean, you're you're a better person than I, because I like to hold on to things and I like to be petty for no reason. And yeah, they could be. I mean, if I just got over things, I probably could be at a better spot because then I wouldn't hold a grudge against people. But I mean, listen, I'm I'm not at that point in my life where I can just do it, you know. And I can be terrible, you know, at times. Um, yo, if you talk about a spot, so I had. Mm, I wrote my art show with literally everything in mind and merchandising wise. And I was like, I need to have some kombucha there. I'm like, 
you know like what better my thing or at least my philosophy is like what better way to get people involved than to pay people a full rate you know like i want to pay people a full rate you know like i don't want to pay people because i don't want to get paid less unless i want to unless unless that's something we talked about and i always say like you don't pay you know your your employer doesn't pay you 90 percent of your paycheck you know right and I'm like, if I do everything else, if I like, if I can claim sole property and like, again, though, like down to the square inch of like where everything needs to go, then I feel like I should get 100 percent, you know? Yeah. And I'm happy you said that because that makes that is definitely a barrier because I hear that with with certain areas. And I, and I, no, I'm just frank, our community is high. I can get two for the price of that one. And it's just like, you haven't tried it. You have no idea. And then I go to Oconomowoc and it's like, oh my God, I pay double. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. The the bags are different. Yeah. It's so different. Like, but like you're saying, you gotta, you have to know your worth and, 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 and stand on it. And I'm, I am standing on it. And I think it's just, it's opened my eyes to see that maybe the angle that you were going is not your angle and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's um, all right. I, I mean, I'm not a pilgrim, so I don't know about that settling them for less though. You know, <laughs> I, I was it. doing that. I was doing that a lot before I was making myself small and I was just like, why am I, <laughs> why am I doing all this? Like I got, and I think it was a little bit of imposter syndrome, but that, I guess that comes with, I guess being, gifted black gifted you know and mm-hmm. told you're special especially by you know and then being like i don't want to say whitewash but you know having to go through the black renaissance twice you know mm. where you are not around people of color and then you get that black hatred and then you kind of get out of that and then you need to be black as possible then you understand that that's not what you need to do and then you just kind of find yourself that's real you know? so like like it's taking that time through that journey you know and I'm like, now I'm just like, well, I don't want to be too honest because it just comes off as me being, you know, arrogant or an asshole or, or whatever. But I do want to say what I feel. And again, though, like, keep the same energy. So if I, I now just like if I say something like I kind of have to meet it unless like people ask for, you know, Unless they ask for like an explanation, then you can go into it. They got the time. People usually don't want to hear your explanation because they, mm-hmm. they really don't want to care, you know. And I don't want to go on and on, you know, unless I'm getting paid for it, you know. I'm just tired of like educating. It's like I understand that you don't speak my language, but I'm trying to come to you, you know, awesome, you know, awesome real shit. And if you if you really want me to get ignorant and be toxic, I can do that, you know. But I think that's what's expected sometimes. I think people remember that the comedian she was she had this whole show on I think it was on HBO and she was just like I am so tired of people thinking that I'm an angry black woman or I am so tired of people making uh or white people making how they speak the norm and it's like if I get loud it's because I'm passionate why is that not okay why if I don't if I don't send an email the same way that you send an email, I'm being insubordinate, you know, like just so many different things. And I was sitting there and I was laughing. I stopped laughing. I'm like, dude, this is so real. Like white culture has become the norm for us. Like you're not professional if you don't speak like this. And 
if you don't wear your clothes like this and no it's not for quo pro like it's not just one way and the reality behind it is music and the arts show us that because that's the only place they allow us to be ourselves and when they allow us to be ourselves they love it and then they take it and they want to become it and then that now becomes the norm and so the cycle is just it's crazy right well, how do you feel about, like, especially when we speak in so much passion about it, do you ever feel um, racist is not the word, but the same way they put kind of like, I guess, hypocritical? Mm. Do you do? Because you, sometimes I start to feel that way, but I'm like, well, you know, this is my personal experience. I'm not doing this, like, to do a soapbox. I'm doing this because I'm I'm... I'm 30 in Milwaukee, you know, and I'm alive, no felony, you know, like outside of what they believe, you know, they would call me whatever, you know. I think you hit it on the head, though. You hit it on the head. Like, you could be looked at as hypocritical, but this is your experience. So it's not like you're throwing everybody in one bucket and saying everybody is like, you know what I mean? It's like, no. The reality is, it's folks out here that's just on that, and I can speak on that. I can tell you that I can walk in different rooms and I can carry myself very well, but at the end of the day, you're going to see that I'm a Black woman and you're going to treat me accordingly. However you deem, you're going to treat me that way. And if I call you out, I'm out of order. And so, no, I, I feel like, I don't feel like we're hypocrites by stating what's true. You know, the truth sometimes hurts. And I think now this, the, the age that we're in, if we, if we stop telling the truth, nothing is going to get solved. It's because right. The, the, right now our truth has been social media. Our truth has been these iPhones. The arch, like this shit has been going on forever. This, this, none of this is new. This stuff has been going on for centuries. And it's like, now we want to talk about it because it's in your face. So for every for every 10 white people out there, there may be one who's just like, no, hell no. I know that I'm privileged and I'm going to use my privilege to do something good. And so if by us calling it out, it brings it to the forefront. It makes it to where they have to say something. They have to do something because enough is enough. Well, no, I... I've been called a hypocrite many times. I'm not phased by it. Now you're 30, I'm 38. I'm in a whole different phase in my life. And I remember my mom saying like, when you get to your 30s or your 40s or whatever, like you stop giving a damn. And I'm to the place now where it's like, my words stand on something, whether it's experience, whether it's just, you know, common knowledge, whether it's something that I've learned my words stand on so much. And so I'm okay with saying what I want to say and dealing with the consequences, whether they're good or bad. And I don't, I don't care how you take it. Like I know how to carry myself. I, I don't have to be disrespectful or anything like that, but I'm going to say what needs to be said, whether you like it or not. That's, that's beautiful. I love hearing that. Yeah. 
That, that really is beautiful. I'm just like reflecting on that, you know? Yeah. I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear too as well. Like, maybe I just go overboard with it, but I mean, like, yo, I'm not like a person that's looking, you know, at most times I don't even want the attention. I just want the shine. You know, mm. I just want the, you know, because like if I do something like, you know, I have all these other skills other than like talking racial politics, you know, like I, I think at the end of the day, most of the time I'm just like, like I go into a place and I can feel the energy and mm -hmm. I immediately want to validate myself, you know, for whatever mm -hmm. reason, because I don't want, you know, no problems, you know, type really? I really don't want any problems. The problem, not victimizing, but the problem just seemed to find me, you know, based off of my experience and like the place that I live, you know, Okay. and the type of things that I choose to do, you know, like it may find me out in Elm Grove in a bakery, you know, it just may, I just may be out there because I'm like, oh, yo, there's a bakery out here lit. Let me go out here and buy some fresh bread, <laughs> you know, and I shouldn't feel like, you know, what are you doing out here? Like my, my nigga, there's a there's a bakery out here. Where okay. else is there a fresh bakery? You yeah. know, trying to get some croissants for the cheap. Right, <laughs> right, because you, you know? know they about to be double the price in the city. Exactly. Right? <laughs> trying to get some day old bread for like all the low. All the low. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I enjoy those things, and it just it just sucks though. You know, like, but again though, that girl, you know, that's the Renaissance or the the second Renaissance that you kind of have to have, like living in a I would say uh, in a white supremacist society, it's like you kind of have to shake it off. You know, you you have to be underneath the radar. You, if you over the radar, you, you get shot. You know, you but do underneath the radar. You know, you can kind of smooth by and still work with that. I but I hate I so hate that. I have so many friends that want to talk about so many things and they're they're afraid because they're like, nah, you know, I like where I am right now. Like, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to mess anything up for. I, don't I mean, be... sometimes you have to kind of be like that because you already know, like once you once you get labeled as like a black anarchist or whatever, anything that's like a black outside of pro black, anything like that, yeah. you know, immediately you get like blackballed, you know, right. you know, immediately they start looking at you different. They start to like fine tooth you and, you know, and like that's something that like we have to do in, in those situations, especially if it's a good job, yeah. if it's not, if it's not. The like, you know, if it's not the police, then it's the chains of, like, you know, the employment of, you know, you know, the employment, you know, mm -hmm. that financial security, you know, it's either one of those two things. Like, again, though, people forget that Nas and Jay Z rapped about me feeling like black Republicans, you know. Mm. Remember that, you know, we talk about Republicans a lot, though, and like, this is a system that was not built for us financially, you know, for us to succeed, you know. Um, so speaking of that too, as well, like when you were in, like, have you ever like doing your own, uh, kind of brand and stuff like that, uh, being, uh, a black boss businesswoman as you are, um, have you ever kind of ran into some of those scenes of like, I would call them discrimination, but I would say barriers where you're just like, wait, is it because I'm a black woman? Again. I have to be honest. I, I have not. I have not. And I will say this. I grew up, I'm from Milwaukee. I grew up in Franklin. My mother sent me out there for a reason. She wanted me to 
to understand what diversity was. And, and, and if I had to clearly state it how she said it, because I had to say it to my son's principal who goes to school in Wauwatosa, um, I know how to roll with everybody. I can handle myself in those spaces. So I've been fortunate enough to be liked in, in spaces where as maybe my cousins would be looked down on. Um, I know how to carry myself in a manner to where I, it's not been an issue for me. Now, is that to say I, I won't run into those things? No. But I've been so fortunate in this space um, because I've always been as, and I don't remember her last name, but as Abby told me my senior year of high school, you're not like you're not like the other ones. And I was so lost. And I'm like, the other what? And she's like, you know, the black people. You're like one of us. And it was nothing that I sought out to be or try to do. It was just, I think in that space, I tried to not see color and just be. And do I believe that you're able to do that now? No. Um, But I think at that time I was able to. So Doors have been opened because I do stand out. I think relationships have been bridged because people can trust me in those rooms and they can trust me in those conversations. Does it mean that I don't have a love for my people and that I can't stand up against all the inequality? Absolutely not. But it does mean that I understand that within a business realm, I know I need I know I need to know how to carry myself and I'm going to prepare myself 10 times over what I probably should so that I can stand up with the best of them so I haven't had a lot of those issues um and I think that when I see things like that arise I can identify it and I can shift the atmosphere and make it work in my favor, uh, whether that be, you know, me using my network to make a connection, to make it make more sense, or, you know, me just using my charm to, as my brother would say, finesse the situation. So um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I hate that I watch other people go through it who maybe not, they may not have the vocabulary or when you see them you you know and this is going to sound really harsh but that's okay like the difference between Shaquana coming in the room and Kim coming in the room if you understand what I'm saying like does that make sense to you uh yeah yeah I mean it, it does sound harsh but I get it right and 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 so I have realized that this is how they see us. And I don't, as an artist, I never wanted to create a space where I wasn't prepared. And, and, I, and as a businesswoman, I don't want to enter into a space where I'm not prepared. So going back to, you know, my mom sending me out to Franklin, I think it equipped me with the right tools to be able to maneuver in a space where even if they don't want me there, I know how to squeeze up in here 
And I know how to take care of stuff that I need to take care of to get what I want from the situation. Um, yeah. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. That's it. And I, I think that's half of the battle. Staying ready and then and then being real. Like, you can be real. Like, like people tell me all the time, you're so witty. And, and, and how they say it, it's like, I'm so surprised. <laughs> like, really? Like, oh, oh you're educated. And it's just like, okay, but I have friends that didn't go to college and they're as educated and as witty. And, you know, you hear these things and you just roll with it. You roll with it. And even though I, I just previously made the statement, like, I don't give a damn what people say. I'm going to say what I want to say. You have to know when to say it. And that's important. So. I mean, I think that, yeah. I, most of the time, I just, ugh. I think I just word vomit most of the time. And yeah, yeah it, it's, <clears throat> I mean, I'm thinking about it so much and to even have a, a winkling of someone wanting to hear about it, you know, kind of makes mm-hmm. me valid. I mean, that's back to the validation thing, right? Okay. I mean, but I think I'm getting better at it. You know, sometimes I just, oh, well, that's, it's wild that you think that. And then just silence, you know? Yeah, I'm okay with just sitting in silence now. I'm like, it's it's not worth my time, you know. Like yeah. now, I just protect my energy, and I'm like, this ain't this ain't it, Chief. You know, I'm saying myself like, nah, like Martin wouldn't do this, you know. I think of that Martin. <laughs> That's about, real. Do I do I want to educate? Do I want to give out that free education that you know that Martin gave, or do I want to give out you know an example like you know like Malcolm gave? You I know? think he said it great. Like, what's what's the end goal here? You know, and I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm listening. I want to be cordial and casual with people and social, but like I think that we're just at times where I don't want to always bring it back to it, but I always don't want to like have the floor for it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can also say something. You know, most of the time I just need to say it and just like kind of be done with it. Maybe trick on a little bit, but say it, kind of be done with it. You know, and. I guess in those times, like, what do you say, you know? Hmm. And I think it's just being supportive, but I don't know how that looks. And then that's where it comes down to me. Because then it's like, just like you said, what is the end goal up here? It's for me to do all this and say all this. But, like, what does that get me? Like, it doesn't really get me anywhere. It doesn't move the sticks. And then yeah. then I'm just like, does it really do it, you know, at this time? And, like, not. Nah. And I'm thinking all that, you know, as I'm saying it. And then at one point, I'm just like, all right, nope, you know what? I'm done. You know? It's just, just like you said, it's the way that I say it. It's the, it's the energy. I just it's don't have energy. that right delivery there, you know? It's, it's the energy, energy that, it's it's very passionate. It's very concentrated because I, cause this is what I care about. Mm-hmm. And I just have to learn to just, you know, just use it sparingly, you know? No one really wants to hear about the history of all these bricks, you know, at any given time, you know? But I'm always down for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but always down for talking down about to- a good look <laughs> always know your audience though right you got to know your audience you got to know the temperature of the of the room and whether it's one person or a hundred people or a thousand people like you just need to know like what are they capable of taking and and then you may have to just switch up your formula sometimes I think that's where we go wrong you know even though I say I I, I um I say what's on my mind I do gauge the temperature in the room so the method in which I use to 
relay that message, it may be different 15 times based on what, what the temperature in those rooms are. I'm going to get my message across, but sometimes you, you got to just, again, using my brother, you got to finesse it. You know, I, I can be, I can be raunchy in this room. I got to be real subtle in this room. I have to be coy in this room. I'm still going to say black lives matter. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's just like, how do I get them to receive it? It's like, you know, I, I can't, I can't force feed them all of this and they want to eat slow. Okay. I got to give it to them slow. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, uh, take it to sex. What every, Everybody likes sex. They're going to like it differently, though. Right. So that one technique that you think is the bomb may not work on every person. You might have to switch it up, but you you going to get you some. But you got to switch it up for to make sure that the person is going to receive what you want them to receive. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's like, I didn't expect that at all. I'm just throwing, I'm just taking it back. I was just like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But, you, but, you, but that's a good example though, right? Because yeah. if I'm in a room full of casual people and I know that it's that type of atmosphere, me explaining it in that manner, it's like, oh, the lights come. Oh, okay. I could say the same thing a whole nother way to reach that other audience. You know, so it's just, it's gauging your audience, knowing the temperature of the room, being steadfast on whatever the message is that you want to relay, but just being conscious on the ears that it's falling on. Because the, the worst thing that you can do as a person of influence is say things and mess it up to where it falls on deaf, deaf ears. Because I think a lot of people create those themselves. Like you have a whole room intent to hear and, and wanting to hear what you're, you're going to say, and then you just screw it up. Because <laughs> right. you're you're unable to reach them, so like you you just wasted that time, that space, that day that you know that you really could have pulled someone on your side because you you didn't gauge the room. That's so, deep. Yeah. That's deep. Um, so going back to like gauging the room and having a different flavor, I actually want to bring it back to your flavors and talk a little bit more about <laughs> your sourcing uh, of your uh, soul brew kombucha, uh, soul brew kombucha uh, and how you kind of came about and how do you source it too as well? Uh, I tell people that it's locally sourced and I just wanted, you know, to really get like the full story behind the sourcing. Absolutely. So the great thing about living in the Midwest, and living in Milwaukee with all of these great towns around us with these farmers is I can make great connections. So like the Fondy Market, I can make connections there to get fresh mint, you know, during those seasons. Um, I can go and get my apples fresh. Um, I, I can partner with places like Pete's. I can get organic local um, produce. Um, and then I also do partnerships with other businesses that make their own products. So like Sway Tea, they do their own blends. And then I make those partnerships happen. Um, so, of course, my teas, as far as like, you know, my green and my black teas, I'm getting them. I source them and they're all organic. 
and certified, but those clearly aren't local. But everything else that I'm purchasing for all of my flavoring and things as such, I try to make sure that it is from somebody here. So it's, I know they say all the time, recycling the black dollar, but recycling the dollar here um, so that you get all of the richness. Like even right now with um, our newest flavor for the fall, going into the winter is cranny apple. And I use locally sourced apples. So this is the season where they're readily available, especially at peaks. And I rack up and then I, I will take these seasons, I mean, these um, fruits now and then save them for other seasons. So we'll bust them down and freeze them up and cranberries, same thing. Like I can't get them all year round, but this is the time of year where I rack up on them so that I can make these flavors and be able to give them throughout the year. But I mean, I, I remember just having uh, your, I think it was like the pineapple punch um, yeah. at, uh, at, at Tandem um, during that a wild night. Um, <laughs> I miss yeah, those right? nights. Yo, man, I can't wait. I just yeah. can't wait. Um, they've been doing a lot of great stuff. Maybe I've, I'll, I'll have her on here too. I think that would be you a great should. story. Um, <clears throat> but we were talking about like how places didn't sell, didn't sell like Hennessy. Um, yeah. And I saw that you came out with that, uh, with, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh my God. A Black Lives Matter um, mm-hmm. batch. And immediately I thought of adding Hennessy to it and then you made it uh, a drink yeah. uh, and it is fantastic I wanted to tell you that it's Thank really you. good uh, I added a little bit of blood orange and some bitters to and some like lemon juice to it oh that sounds so good it was oh it was so good I'm thinking like next time I'll probably add some grapefruit juice to it because like the, the kombucha is great. Uh, it's very clean. So, like, mm-hmm. when I added the Hennessy to it, I was really just tasting the Hennessy with, like, hints of the, uh, hints of the kombucha. Um, but it did the trick, though. It Oh, it did the trick. <laughs> <laughs> and it hits you different, right? That's what I tell people all the time. Like, although kombucha is this health drink, like, you can switch out all the other sugary stuff that you put in your drinks. Oh, and- yeah. And and it still be, you know, on that spectrum of being healthier than what you usually consuming. So, yeah. Uh, it curved a lot of other sugars that I wanted to, which was yeah. really great because of its kind of bitterness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, the organicness of it, like, you know, obviously just moving through my system. I'm like, okay, like, okay. it's taking a lot of water out. And it... It like made me drink more water, but also wanted in times where I wasn't drinking water, you know, or like a coffee or a tea, you know. Oh yeah, so, that buzz is gonna be different with that kombucha. It's oh yeah, and when I was talking to my partner about it too, she was just like, "Well, like, you know, like it's it's not like other kombuchas that she's had, like from you know company, like company's uh-huh. kombucha is like more alcoholic." I'm like, "Yeah, this one is a." You know, it's, it's not like that, but I'm like, it's just carbonated enough to to get you there. Mm-hmm. You know, for most carbonated drinks, I'm like, the bigger thing is that, like, it's clean, you know? Clean. Like, and it's, oh, man, it's so good, you know? Like, drinking it straight cold is 
Oh, so good. You're making my day. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, low, like, I mean, I'm by, so let's talk about that too as well. So originally, um, I known you for having it uh, on tap locally at Tandem. Um, then you, st- uh, I also know that you sell about a bottle, uh, and I also know that you sell about a case of. Um, yeah. Do you have any kind of future plans for it? I, I guess even with COVID, uh, with you know yeah. people wanting to possibly try it, you know. So I will be unveiling our sample kits. This is for the holidays, so we are in production now, trying to make sure even with COVID that glass supplies will be there and plastic supplies will be there for what we need but doing the 1.7 ounce sampler kit for those that want to try it um those are easy mailers as well um and it's something that you can gift someone and in, instead of buying a full case or buying a full bottle they could test out all the flavors and they could say now I want to come back and get a bottle uh I've been looking into canning I was so against it because the ones that I've had in the cans, I'm so big on the flavor profile being, like you're saying, clean. Um, and I, I, I feared that it would change it because of that aluminum. So I've been trying out and testing. And I think with, with my recipes, I don't have to worry about that. So looking into doing slim cans, um, I've also been testing out dry icing in those, you know, those wine in a box. Those things, it's like wine in a box, but they inside of the box there's this bag. Oh yeah. Yeah. So doing that and then dry dry icing it, I think it's. Oh called. yeah, that would that'd be perfect. Uh, I would love to drink the kombucha by the bag. Well, thank you for making it easier. It it pains me to open up each bottle separately. Thank you for making it more convenient. <laughs> right. So I'm. I've been trying. I I listen to everybody when they tell me, you know, um, and I want to make it. I want to make it economical enough for people to try it at, at the end of the day. I, I don't want to, I, I know what we're worth, I, but I want to bring, I say, once I get you over here, you'll be fine. So I want to just make sure that I can reach as many people as I can. And I have tons of folks reaching to me from outside of our, our city limits, outside of our state. And I want to be able to supply. Oh, can I say this? So I had a great opportunity, um, and this is one of the things that helped me to really start looking into other options because these glass bottles are heavy. It cost me like $100 to ship a case um, to California. I got a great opportunity to be a part of a, a black product box that went to a show for Netflix. Um, I was inside of a box that housed like the wine from the McBride sisters, um, there were some truffles made from a black company in California, and I got an email saying that my name was entered and that I would get an I would get information if they had selected me. A week later, they did. I sent Black Lives Matter out there, and it was a hit. So, just stuff like that, it, 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 it the doors are opening, and I want to be prepared. Like I'm saying, staying prepared. I want to be prepared. So we're definitely looking into other sizes and um, we do the gallons as well. COVID stopped our growler exchange because that was, I wanted to do filler stations. But once the world opens back up, these are all different opportunities that you'll have. The subscription model is coming to where you can have it delivered to your house monthly or bi-weekly or whatever the case may be. 
and you can have it on a reoccurring um, schedule. So we growing up. We growing up. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Like, and I was, and I always, I always think about that too as well. Like, local brands and their, and their kind of reach. You know, like how yeah. far, how far are they, how far are they really reaching? And it's always amazing to like just to see things like that, or at least hear things like that. Like another name that comes to mind is like Ishtar, and how he was in that movie White Boy Rick with like Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like I, I don't know, it, maybe it's just me. Like I love seeing anyone in Milwaukee succeed. And I'm like, I I had a conversation last week with um, um with the owner and creative Black Yoke, um, Jenny, uh, and Ooh. she has a Black uh, collaborative platform. Uh, and she was like, there are many and multiple ways to get the bag. And sometimes we get so tracked up on our bag that we don't see that like, just assisting someone else doesn't mean that our bag stops, you know? Yes. And it's, it's I, you know, I always harp at it because, you know, I do it consistently. It's like putting your money where your mouth is uh-huh. you know and it's like you say you want to support black businesses but yet you're over here putting down other black businesses like, mm. you know and i always want to buy black you know like paul from uh, milwaukee black he created the milwaukee black app where it, there was a directory or green book for milwaukee i'm like yo like, you know like i would have never met him if i wouldn't have reached out to try and do something collaborative and for him yes. to be able to do that you know and like now we see the things as far, you know. I hope going forward too as well that like everything becomes everything, you know, where you can go into Milwaukee as a black person and find literally whatever you want to find, you know. That's how I go into a city, you know. Like how is this black culture, city? you know? Yeah. You know, let me see exactly. Let me let me help out the black American dollar the best way that I can by supporting them, even when I go somewhere else, you know. And you've been so good at that. I just, I do want to commend you. Like, you since day one, like, you saw, you said what you wanted to do, and you continue to move towards that. And that's super commendable. And I want my full support. Um, I, I was very fortunate to be able to see some of the amazing art that you do. And for this show that I'm looking forward to, um, any kind of way that I can help, that Soul Brew can help, we are here for you because just like you were saying a minute ago, like when we band together, it's when we all shine together. And, you know, that's what's going to make it even brighter for everybody to see. Because I think that's, the division has been, one. I think one of the most important things for whites to continue to do and make it very apparent for us if we're divided we do not succeed but soon as we start working together like this whole movement of buying black we could have been doing this stuff Mm -hmm. we could have been doing it but now that we're doing it and we're seeing like hey our businesses are striving hey our our vision is really being helped like by my brother and my sister coming in and really assisting me like I can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel so like we all have to continue to work together most definitely I'm I'm super proud of our community doing that is it perfect no 
but it's it's on its way and you can actually see something different and that's that's to be commended so thank I mean, you for even having me here today because that i mean this is all helpful it all helps the system go around oh yeah no problem i mean um i always say it um sometimes you got to hop out the circuit when the money ain't circulating you know mm. and i think that sometimes milwaukee becomes a circuit and you know, this is, you know, meant to be outside of that, you know? There are a lot of dope people here. I'm still a big proponent, like, the city is doing great, and I don't think that they need my help, but, like, if you are looking for my help, then, like, I don't need a mirror, I need a building. Yeah, there you go. You know, give me a give me a responsibility of a building, you know? Sell me one of these buildings for cheap, you know? I really want to put your name on something, give me the rights to this, you know? And I think we are selling for less because the city is just co-opting the things that we were already doing without paying us. Or they're paying certain people. And it's not, like, against them. I would say take that back. But the city can do better at, like, getting other artists, you know? Yeah. Getting other people. Getting other, getting other people who are also doing that amazing work instead of picking from the same pool. Again, though, it goes down to staying ready. Maybe some of those people aren't ready, but... The city has done that before. They've gentrified, they've moved us, they've taken things that are ours and made them theirs, and we don't even see that anymore, you know? Yeah. And they, you know, they do that in our blighted uh, neighborhoods as if they're doing us the favor, you know, when they could have been put that out there. And I think Say that if they really want to do that, they would, yes. they would try and go through and try and actually find people or at least find organizations that are looking for those other people, smaller ones that are obviously well-established, yada, 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 about books, you know. But, like, finding some of those artists. Am I looking to be found? No. But, like, there may be someone else that isn't that is similar to me in my predicament that is looking for that, mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, my things are different. Like, I don't think the city is going to pay me for what I want to do, you know? So I might have to do it myself. Don't say but, that. Like, I think it's I think it's about being in the right room and, like you said, staying ready. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I still like think if I'm in that room, I still think I turn it down. Really? I still think I turn it down, though, you know? I really, I really do feel that, you know? And it sounds, it's it, to anyone listening, it probably sounds wild, but, like, you know, I'm going to need something else. You know, you're going to have to pay me with no strings attached to me. Yeah. There's going to be no one that's going to be looking to do that, though. But you got to formulate the formula. It, the formula's already written. It's already written. I Like, I wrote... <clears throat> so, for the art show, I spent two years, literally, writing down everything. Like, all mm -hmm. the measurements, all the things. Like, everything is ready, you know? Like, I can literally pick this up and put this anywhere else. So... It's not just one thing that like they will be buying. It's an entity. So for that to like for that to happen, I'm gonna need a big amount. And I don't know if it'll be that consistent or if I could take it without without agreements, you know? Mm. From other not saying from other artists, but like, you know, or from like whatever. I just don't want I just know that the city can't there's it's a deal in my soul that I don't think can be dealt. Not saying that I'm not open to it, but I just see how the city is suffering. They're looking for quick outs. I got you. And I can't do this. You know, no. like in a time where we're suffering, I can't do this. I'd rather do my art show by myself and allow local businesses to take a part in this versus 
like the whole city you know mm. like i'd rather be able to be in control of you know how the impact is because hmm. then that makes the next one i do like you know five times as much gotcha because this is the second one i've done you know so like you know the price goes up i'm not really willing to sell it you know i want to do this a certain way and it i mean just like you said like it has to be this way i don't i can't see any other way Gotcha. I know that's a wild way to say anything, but like, no, not wild. But this is what you, these are your desires, and that's just what you know. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Like, this is what you desire. Right. I can see you. I I was just thinking about it too as well. I'm like in the space that I have pictured in my mind. There's a refrigerator that I designed, and then in there, it's just all sober. So. Well, get on it, God! <laughs> Listen, I'm already, I'm already looking up like you know, fridges that like are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Let that, now that's something I, I freaking love that idea. I love that. Okay, well, yeah, we let's. I need you to pin that <laughs> so that we can come back to that because eventually, Soul Brew will have a tap room. And I want this to be the dopest creative space ever. Uh, I always say when I when I have to explain it to people, I'm like, think company brewing as far mm-hmm. as space-wise, where there's a stage, there's a kitchen, and there's brewing space. But then I want you to think of the dopest artists locally and nationally who want to mm-hmm. be in this space. And this is the space where people want to come and take pictures to post all over their in- Instagram. Because you got all these dope pieces in there and all these amazing artists have showcased their work mm-hmm. visually and, you know, audibly, like, yeah. uh, I'm, oh, oh. I will say this, and I'll probably end up leaping this out, but Waxwing right off of North and Oakland, she's actually out of that corner spot. So that actually would probably end up being the best spot because if you think about it, Black Cat Alley is right there. With hooligans mm-hmm. being that, and with them trying to reinvent the east side, uh-huh. uh, like that would probably uh, like a kombucha tap room next to a winery. Come on now, like they less, you know. That's there's no other place around there other than like Good City, and there's Good City brews and cans its own stuff now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, like I, you know, like there's. I was a, actually trying to get in Good City. I'm that that may still be an option. I mean, again, though, like, we'll have this conversation at another time. Okay. Yeah, let us. Um, (laughs) Listen, again, though, this is a a podcast. We're talking like it's just me and you out here. Oh, goodness. Uh, Well, thank you for coming by, uh, Alicia. Again, though, Alicia Miller, uh, the dealer of elixirs uh, from Soul Brew Kombucha, the one and only Black-owned uh, kombucha in Milwaukee. Um, thank you for stopping by and, like, you know, just being dope and stuff like that. Thank you for creating a platform for folks like me who want to be heard, okay? <laughs> Not always seen, but heard. So. Oh, yeah, I, I feel you. Most of the time, you know, you just need something to listen to when you're when you're just out there in the zone or, yeah. you know, just chilling. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to have a wonderful rest of your week and holiday as well. Oh, yeah. You too. Be safe. Be well. Um, you know, be vigilant. Thank you, babe. No problem.